Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And before we turn the camera over, I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. Actually, I do. I want to hear all the excitement in the world because, as you know, on the last show, motherfucker was trying me, and I didn't know what I was going to do. That's why we had this new set. But guess what? We have a double surprise today. Guess who's back? <laughs> it's Melissa Ford, aka the Curve Queen, and she's back. Hi. As you can see, she's back, and it's DJ Damage. Let's get the show started. Okay, hey. so listen, Melissa Ford is back, and I don't know. People right now are sending this over to people. Say, what the fuck happened? I know. I've been moving in silence, like very, very quietly, and this has been something that you know we've discussed. But uh, it's it, it feels like the time is just right well listen everybody just online there's all this speculations by the way me and melissa have never fallen out we did unfollow <laughs> each other a couple times because you know we were trying to figure out this bitch did you unfollow me nigga did you unfollow me but anyway you know, that's considered a falling out though no there was no it's social media yeah, we've been fr- we're idea. friends in real life but okay, uh good. no i mean melissa you were the last time the viewer saw you mm-hmm. you were literally you had left the show and then you were involved in a near fatal accident yeah it was literally the next day we were it was uh my last show was wednesday june 27th um really yeah that's almost a year yeah yeah and you weren't here you were taping while and out you were in atlanta and um i want to say that it was uh, geo and i and and whoever else was doing the show <laughs> with us um and then the next day was uh Tank was getting married to Zena, who's now his wife, um, and Congrats. she was having her bridal shower. And I was on my way to her bridal shower um, when my Jeep was involved in uh, in an accident. And then I was in Atlanta, and so I was getting text messages, and we were coordinating people getting to you, and I know people had got to you, and um, and you had people that were by your side, because I saw Roxy recently, not too long mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And I, we don't really know each other that well, but I pulled her aside and I said, man, you're a real friend because you were there. Who were the people that were there with you in the hospital? Well, uh, oh God, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was really fascinating to see who they called. Mm-hmm. So here's a really strange fact. I had two phones at the time. I had my iPhone. And, and you I, weren't texting. So you no, no. So th- thank God no, you know, irresponsible rumors were spread because the really? reality of the situation is it was 12, literally 1237 p.m. Bright and early. It was like 80 degree, perfectly clear day. I had my phone that had directions mounted. I had my seatbelt on. I had, you know, my 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 Jeep wasn't in its convertible fashion. It had its roof on. That becomes part of the story later. Um, and I was of all. I had all my faculties, meaning I wasn't under the no it, champagne, it, no nothing, no Not, open containers, no nothing. Because no you, you know they say the Illuminati killed you. <laughs> you apparently were trying to sacrifice me. No, I'm sorry. We've never really had the conversation about it, but I just want to say to you, from my mouth to your ears, I didn't call the Illuminati. Like I had nothing to do with that. Where the fuck did this come? Somebody Good sent me know. a leak and said, "Motherfucker, you tried to kill her," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> a few people, a, a few people sent me stuff saying, "You know, watch your back." Jason tried to sacrifice. I was like, "Okay." That's insane. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah. So I. It was bright. It was you know the afternoon and everything was. Uh, 
was going according to plan, but there was a, there was actually signs that this was gonna happen, and I'll really? I'll get to that later. But so my phones, not a crack on the screen. You can drop your phone right now, and the whole thing. So will you shatter. demolished an entire car. So the car's demolished, but the phones are totally we're, fine. We're perfect. Yeah, and I flipped five times on the one thirty four. So for people who are listening to this, and specifically those who are watching, you know what's so crazy? I'm sitting here watching you. You're in a much better place now. Oh, God. Then you were, because what people don't know, I mean, we don't shoot this as a reality show. Yeah. You had actually come back to the show. I tried. And you were dressed. I thought you looked beautiful as ever, same as you do today. You were ready to go. And then you had a crazy breakdown. Yeah. It, um, part of what happens with traumatic brain injury, I mean, you just, you, there's, there's so many symptoms that you experience. You know, there's, um, you know, emotional and social irritability, the anger. When I say the depression, the onset of depression is a monster that it was it was stronger than me. And I've dealt with bouts of depression almost my whole life. I rem I remember the first time I was I ever felt feelings of depression. I was 9. Mm. So it it's not it's not at all strange to me. It's still sad, but it's not at all strange to me when I hear about, you know, nine-year-olds or 11-year-olds that are have attempted or committed suicide because I remember being that young and feeling those feelings, you know, a lot of it being related to bullying as well doesn't, you know, help matters. But the depression that comes with a traumatic brain injury is is just something I wasn't equipped to handle. And you got to understand, like your serotonin and dopamine um, receptors are your natural mood stabilizers. Yeah. And when they're not functioning properly, that basically means that you succumb into these abysmal lows that are go with these goddamn words again we miss these goddamn words. what the fuck is an abysmal it's just it's the lowest of like suicidal hmm. like there was days i could not see tomorrow no, i mean i know and part of where i was challenged because i really think of you like to know you personally and to hear your stories of what you've been through in the industry with mm -hmm. people just with life in general mm -hmm. i mean you're not even from from our fucking country mm. but getting here and being able to not have trump show up at the at the, at the border with a damn wall <laughs> Um, no, but you've been through a lot. So for me, it was really hard to process seeing you, I don't want to say weak, but I would say at a weak moment. Yeah. Vulnerable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've seen you vulnerable. Yeah. But not like that. I mean, like, honestly, I didn't even, and and I'll, and I'll, I'll admit, like, I, I probably wasn't, like, the best friend I could have been at the time, because mm -hmm. I don't know how to deal, like, I... As much as I love conflict online, I don't like conflict. But more importantly, when you think of your friends, like I wouldn't think that day that was going to happen to you. You don't think of you don't live a reckless life. You're right. not out sleeping around or mm -hmm. hanging with people who are dangerous. Mm -hmm. You live a pretty consistent risk averse life. Yeah. Yeah. That, that part, <laughs> you know, and then so for that to happen at that magnitude in the photos and the images and this and that. Yeah. It was like I didn't really even know how to really process it. All. Uh, you're not alone. A lot of people didn't know how to process it, you know, because for a lot of people, I've been the strongest one in their life. I've been, you know, the source of advice um, I, i've been like a like an auntie a big sister a reason. mom voice of reason <laughs> jason I, you can't do that i talk people off of ledges you know and and because you know people i never i'm very private and i really never talk much about my home life my mom my dad i might say things here and there but people just kind of thought of me as like an 
island in and of myself. Yeah, yeah. I think when you people know? talk about you too, they talk about they don't talk about you, Melissa Ford, a person. Yeah, you're like an image. Yeah, or a fantasy. Yeah, or um, yeah, you're yeah. It's, it's it's like Melissa Ford, the brand. I'm like an I'm like an intan like you know like I'm I'm not a tangible thing, mm-hmm. you know. So when something happened where my life was almost taken and and a lot of people had to like envision the idea of me not being here because most of the people in New York did not hear the outcome of the accident that I survived. They just heard that I was in a really bad car accident. And then when friends started to call around to hospitals, I was under an alias. Mm -hmm. So no hospital had a record of a patient under my name. So there was a, at least a 24 hour span of time where friends from the East coast couldn't get in touch with anybody from the West coast and thought that, that the worst had happened, Mm. you know? And so when I got on the phone with them, you know, after the fact, I mean, I had grown men like bawling on the phone and these are just friends of mine, but they were bawling because they just, they were confronted with, with mortality and in in a way that they just were not prepared for, like on a Thursday afternoon, you know? So, um, that was really strange. Um, really weird. The other thing was they just started calling everybody on my phones, like just calling everybody. Like <laughs> they call the, the people that found you. Yeah, like well, um, the uh, no, like the EMT people and nurses yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Wait, so you're on the freeway? You're on your way to see Tank to, and Zena? To, to Zena. It's it was her bridal oh, shower. Zena. Okay, yeah. and then so you get hit by. They tell you it's a big rig that hit you. Yeah, like a, a semi with the tractor trailer mm-hmm. uh, thing. So do you remember? Any, like when, when was the last? thing you remembered or what was the last memory I felt the impact and it was enormous and uh I'm a driver there's some there's there's certain things people were born to do and I was born to drive I can drive anything with a steering wheel pause (laughs) yeah um but I that's possible in this relationship (laughs) what makes that a pull I can drive anything with a steering wheel you ain't never fucked nothing with a handlebar (laughs) shit hang around with me yeah. Anyway, I don't even um, want to ask anymore. <laughs> um, so once the impact was felt, I'm driving a Jeep and it's on a three three inch suspension kit, so mm-hmm. it's high and it's got the big 36 inch tires, you know. So that doesn't necessarily feel the most stable when you're up on that, you know. And so once the impact hit the back tire, um, the car just started to spin out of control, and so I did what I thought was the idea. So like it's going in this direction. So I start spinning the wheel in the oh, opposite counterclockwise. Counter, counterclockwise. But then I took my feet off the pedals in order to not like try to increase or decrease speed. Yeah. That would have been the, the like a bigger problem. But the way that has, has as fast as I was going there, it was unavoidable. I knew I was like, it's it's about to flip. And I was just like, so you consciously knew that. Oh, I knew it. I could feel it. And mm-hmm. then I also thought to myself, I was like, I'm not going to make it. These, and are, so, and these are brief moments that you, you're having. Because I'm, I'm, I'm imagining this is happening very fast. It's seconds, but they also feel like an eternity at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, because I'm assuming things feel like they're going in slow motion as it's getting ready to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it it's definitely doing that. So when I realized when I could feel that it was about to flip, I was buckled into my seatbelt, so I just took my hands off the steering wheel and my feet were off the pedals and I just sat there and waited for it to happen because I knew there's no point in tensing up. Like, I have a better chance. Wait, you let the steering wheel go? Yeah. 
Really? Uh, you have a better chance of surviving if you just let your body go slack and go with the movement of whatever's happening, the vehicle mm -hmm. or whatever, and whatever come what may, you know? Mm -hmm. So I started flipping, and so a lot of the memories after that is just really um, metal, the sound of metal on pavement, which is the worst sound in the entire world. Um, and in the process of my Jeep flipping five times, my roof was ripped off. Um, and I, one of the EMT guys, I could hear him after everything said and done and EMTs there, I could hear him saying she was driving a convertible Jeep with no top. And I'm like, who the fuck is he talking about? Because I had my, the hard top roof, but the roof had gotten ripped off. Mm. And that's where I, I got the skull fracture from and like the concussion and bleeding on my brain was because when my Jeep came to rest, it came to rest upside down. So the slack from- Are you from still my, in the seat? I'm still, I'm buckled in. Upside down. Uh, upside down. Oh so my when God. my, so when my Jeep came to rest upside down, once it landed, my head hit the pavement. Oh. So that's what cracked open my head. And so what injuries did you have? So I had a skull fracture. My head was cracked open like an egg. Um, uh, my brain was bleeding, massive concussion. I was knocked out. Um, I don't know how long I was out. I have no idea. But from what I've been told, Good Samaritans, whoever you are, I, I thank you for everything. They stopped and apparently three guys picked up my Jeep and the fourth one pulled me out. Um, the pictures that everyone saw, I saw them at the same time. Yeah, I was like, who took those pictures? Some guy literally was afraid that he was going to lose his job. So in order to say, like, his, yeah, I helped a girl oh. on the highway, his, his, you know, his Wait, boss. Wait, so somebody who was helping you so one of the wanted to have proof yeah. that he stopped to help somebody. Yes. Yeah. But he didn't know he was taking a picture of you. He had no idea. No one knew who I was at the time, okay. you know, because I had blood everywhere, yeah, all over my face. And so he's taking pictures and video of, of everything. And so the video and the pictures that everybody saw that went into People Magazine and Us Weekly and Radar Online and everywhere, I saw them with everybody else. Like it was a shock like to see this. I wasn't offended, but it just was like an out of body experience, you know? And it, it, told, a, it told a very specific story of like the best of humanity because this was a white guy, a, you know, a Latin guy, a mm -hmm. black guy. Like there was a woman, a white girl there. Like I don't know who these people are, but one guy had taken his shirt off and he was holding my head closed, like my oh head wound closed. God. And then somebody else had taken their hat off and they were holding it above my head because it was a really bright, sunny day. So, and I don't remember them at all. Like I have no recollection of having any conversation with them or seeing them. The next thing I remember after the spinning and everything else like that was um, I was laying, I was laying on my back and I felt the warmth of the pavement because it was a really warm day. And mm. I was like thinking, why is my back so warm? And I'm just looking up at the sun. And then all of a sudden, Did I you think you was in heaven. I didn't know where the hell I was. After that, you look up and you see a big old bright light. She's delusional at yeah. this point. Though. So were you just out of it? Like you didn't you didn't know what was happening? I didn't. I, I The accident, I didn't know anything had happened. Did you feel any pain at that time? Not at that moment. Okay. Well, no, adrenaline is probably yeah. Shock. Yeah, I was shock, in I was yeah. in complete and total but shock good. at this time. So I didn't I didn't feel anything, um, other than the fact that I couldn't really open this eye, and it's because there was so much blood pooling in it. Um, yeah, I saw the photo. You had a lot of blood all over your face. Yeah, and so then all of a sudden, I, yeah, I feel you know 
warmth on my backs with the pavement that I'm laying on the highway, the 134. And then I start to see these faces above me, but they're all wearing yellow, like, so that's EMT guys. And then I hear the static of radios and just the, and then I can kind of see the flurry of activity. And then I just was like, I thought to myself, I was like, that didn't just happen. And I just kind of looked to the side and I saw my Jeep just smashed upside oh, and down. You love that Jeep. You and know I, think, I, and I love that I mean, that you Jeep. love that Jeep, but the thing people don't know is like, you always had a dream, like that was your dream car. It was, since I was a little girl, I've wanted a convertible Jeep. I envisioned myself driving down the, you know, Pacific Coast Highway with my, you know, hair blowing in the wind, like <laughs> total, you we know. definitely got to tie it down. <laughs> <laughs> or wear braids or something. But yeah, no, it was, it was my dream car, you know, and um, just the big dirty tires yeah. and the suspension kit. It was like, I, I loved that Jeep. And to see it just there, it was like, I, I felt like I was suffering like a, an, another version of death, you know? It just, was there ever a time where um, vanity came into play where you thought of, cause I mean, you're not, you're not the, I mean, you're a girl's girl, but you're not like the typical, like everything always has to be perfect no, all the time No, I'm definitely girl. not that girl. Was there ever, did vanity ever play a part where you were wondering like, how do I look? I hope nothing happened to my face or. My friends. I mean, because the, the people don't really realize the the accents you were in. You could have lost an arm. Yeah. yeah. You could have lost. You could have really. I mean, decapit. I've known somebody who's been decap- decapitated. In an if I was, like it, here's the thing. If I was any taller, I probably would have. Broke, be- broken neck. Yeah, because I'm be- yeah. because I'm so short, and how big the jeep was. Mm-hmm. You know that that cage. Um, when my head hit the, you know, hit the the pavement, you know, it, it caused significant damage. But if I was any taller, I probably wouldn't not be sitting here. There's, I don't think that I would be. And a lot of the doctors said the same thing. A lot of people were like, well, the, you know, she shouldn't have been driving a Jeep, blah, blah, blah. This, the Jeeps are known for flipping and type thing. I'm like, it was like I had by a truck. Like, what car is not going to, you know, uh, have to deal How with the? Survive, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like the Jeep saved me from some really serious injury because that shit mm. is a tank. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I I suffered like a lot of like abrasions. I had like you know staples and 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 stitches and all kinds of stuff. But the majority of the injury was like the the top of my forehead and into my scalp. Well, and psychological. And psychological. But did you ever yeah. feel? Did, was there ever a, a did, did, was there ever a vanity component to it where you were like wondering? Well, for my friends kept mirrors away from me for mm. while I was in the hospital, and I really didn't think about it because the drugs. I get the opioid epidemic in this country. I get it. Uh, Why, what, what do you mean? Because of the drugs they gave me. Drugs are real. I learned a lot. Big drugs. I learned a lot about narcotics <laughs> in the hospital. Good? I learned that morphine ain't shit when it comes to um, fentanyl and Dilaudid. <laughs> Which is... Oh, I've had Dilaudid. Dilaudid is the top of the chain. That's that's the top. It's Which above fentanyl. legal heroin. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. It's really good, but it's really it's, bad. It's I mean, good. it's I, good if you need it, but don't don't need it for too long. I only allowed them to give me the first two days like I needed to be under serious medication because the pain when that shit set in was like oh it, somebody had taken a sledgehammer to my head. That's exactly what it felt like or that my head bounced off pavement. Mm. Um, but the 
dilated after the first couple of days and I just and how powerful it was I would only allow them to give me that when I was going to sleep mm. and when I had like two IVs in my arm they when I say they had to like tap that in they could if they plunged it in I would I, there's no way you survive mm. it just it's so powerful it feels like this big massive tsunami wave is hitting you it's good shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's that work. It was good shit. But I will say that when they handed me like the narcos, the pills, I was like Tyrone Biggums. Like just, just I was no, scratching. I was at a friend's house one day and I had a lower back pain and I said, man, I need something. And she said, oh, we'll just take this pill. Oh, boy. And I said, well, what is it? And I forgot which pill it was, but it was one of those mm-hmm. narcotics. I took that pill. I remember sitting there having a conversation and slobber just start running down my mouth. What the fuck? The fuck? That's real. What people don't also may may not remember is this was the second head injury. Yeah. That you had had. Oh wow. Inside of four years. That one that one time the gorilla hit you with the uh bottle. You're lying. I so I did I did a I did a She was at a zoo. Don't listen to him. I don't I was on a reality show and one of my cast members big old gorilla in a fit of rage uh decided to pick up a full bottle, a magnum of vodka, a bottle shaped like a diamond with all these points and stuff, and smash me in the head with it. Oh, they watching too many movies. I don't really, I've never fully understood what the purpose of that was. I'm just like, we have conversation beats. She, you, she, knew, you knew what she this was about. Because she wanted to be on Love & Hip Hop. She was on the wrong goddamn show. So did you get a concussion from that? Uh yeah, you could still feel the dent in my skull. Oh my from god! So that that happened, and then now this happened. Yeah. So how did you get from? Because I'm just sitting here watching you talk, and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, damn, Melissa's back. I had to go through a lot of therapy. It was scary. I was scared for you. I ain't gonna lie, because I've never, you know, I I will call Melissa for a few things. One, I call it say. This nigga ain't shit, or this the nigga that I'm about to get. Or I yeah. call Melissa and be like, I'm about to burn somebody whole life down, and because I know if there is, if she says, if she don't say nothing, then that person's life deserves to be burned down. But she'll nine times out of ten be like, talk you off the ledge. Why don't you go to sleep? Let's have brunch tomorrow. Then by the time I meet with, her, I'm so over it, or she'll talk me out of it. And the third thing is talking to her about all the niggas she should be fucking that she won't give a time of day. <laughs> but for the most part, I just. To you know, I never seen you like that. Mm-hmm. I never seen you that emotional. Um, I never seen you that vulnerable. I never saw you that scared. I was really so. I was really scared for you to the extent that, like, literally, I didn't even know what to say. I know, and that's fair. A lot of people did not know what to say, and you know, it, when somebody's going through. On some- the flip side, there were a lot of people that I don't think that didn't care about you who all of a sudden did. That's that's always. What is that shit? There is something called synthetic love that is just kind of like a virus going around, you know. And another thing, what what has happened with social media is a lot of people like to insert themselves mm-hmm. into, weirdly enough, a tragic situation, which is very fucking weird. You know, we well, you saw, look at it with Nipsey. You, I was about to say, you look at it with the <sighs> Nipsey situation, like there was a lot of, and, and that is not to say that people did not feel something for it. But there was some interesting posts, you know, with people who posted pictures of themselves (laughs) looking sad, talking about Nipsey. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was. Okay, but whatever. Um, Who was that strong friend for you? um, Claudia Jordan. 
I definitely have to. Uh, I definitely. That's ha- so, uh, I, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to give her her props. Yeah. Claudia did step up. Yeah. And it was surprising because of the history, you know, like yeah. I was surprised, but she did step up. Yeah. Claudia and I have never, you know, people weren't used to us being like, you know, besties because we weren't, you know, our, you know, it's, it's it, this is an industry that pits women against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there had always just kind of been like a, you stay on your side, I'll stay on my side kind of attitude towards each other. Jason always thought it would be a good idea for us to be friends, but it, it took a while for, for that to happen. Yeah, and which was funny. And, and a lot of wine probably. Yeah, yeah. Which, no, which was funny that it took a, that once we started to become close friends, you and her were like, you know, on well, outs with each so other. So recently, <laughs> recently on April fool, she posted that she was pregnant. So I FaceTimed her. I was like, bitch, is it real? And she goes, Oh my God, you're Hollywood unlocks calling me. I go, well, like Trump, bitch, the ba- the ban has been lifted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that, this is that um you know claudia was one of the people that was in the hospital with me and this just leads into a whole other conversation that a a lot of people had questions about but um claudia was in the hospital with me and a couple of my friends were just sitting there and they were like you know melissa we we need to talk about your medical bills you were not insured you know and and i faced a lot of judgment about the fact that i wasn't medically insured and i'm just like who the public I mean, people online that have a lot of opinions about things. they do <laughs> and i'm just like and i'm just like listen if you have a corporate job or you work for ups that you know has benefits then more power to you exactly. that is amazing but when you work in a business like ours where you self-fund your life and your dreams there is no there's no backup plan you don't really just have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank you know well, I mean, God bless you if you do, but a lot of people don't, you know what I'm saying? Like we, it's, it's feast famine, feast famine, feast famine. That's exactly. how this business is, you know? And unfortunately, you know, before this and before the incident with, you know, the bottle and, and whatnot, which was taken care of by production, um, I wasn't insured, but I'd been healthy my whole life. I, I've never had anything happen to me. I mean, like I've gotten like a cold or a flu, but so to have my my first real, you know, serious thing happen to me to affect my health be this and be faced with, you know, 50 to 75 to 100,000 dollars in medical bills, that was frightening. And Claudia was like we've been talking and we think that we should you should let us set up a GoFundMe. I was adamant, no. I was humiliated. I was so embarrassed at the idea of people knowing knowing that much about me at my most vulnerable weakest moment why well, ain't gonna lie when the gofundme thing popped up i it, you know i didn't have the relationship with claudia at the time mm-hmm. then i wasn't able to get you like get to you and talk to you mm-hmm. so i didn't understand the gofundme thing and i was a little like Skeptical. not really understand because you know i would have thought maybe pick up a phone or this and that but there was so much going on and there were so many people who could have helped who didn't help mm-hmm. at the time but um yeah i'm no, i'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people didn't understand that yeah. And we didn't understand your situation at the time. Yeah. They um they were really judgmental of, you know, the fact that I hadn't been insured, but I'm like, you'd be hard pressed to find a lot of people in the entertainment industry or just, just in just, general. Just in general. Wait, hello, yeah, Obamacare. Hi, this is Why yeah. do you think that's the biggest national conversation <laughs> happening? Health, people wanted it. Healthcare is the is continuously 
year after year, decade after decade, it is a problem for this country. So I don't understand why the judgment fell so harshly on my shoulders. And not the the government. Exactly. Because you come from Canada where everybody, I was driving through Canada and it said free dental and free healthcare. I'm like, where the fuck am I at? And people were like, well, why don't you just go back to Canada? I'm like, I am not a tax paying citizen in Canada, even though I still have my Canadian passport. I'm here on a green card. I'm not a tax paying citizen there. So that doesn't work for me either. I was, I was fucked basically. And so, you know, Claudia and and everybody, you know, saying that they wanted to start the GoFundMe, I was really humiliated and I was embarrassed. I was adamant about nope, nope, nope. And when they started to, you know, lay out the bare bones facts, they're like, do you know, this hospital has valet and a waterfall. This shit's going to be super expensive. And it's true. The ambulance, everything. How'd you get, how'd they choose that hospital? Was it just so the So it, it just happened to be, I kind of have to thank Zena for having your bridal shower in Glendale because the accident happened on the border of Pasadena and Glendale. Mm-hmm. So they took me to the closest hospital, which happened to be Huntington Memorial Hospital. Mm. Fan- this hospital was what amazing. What the hell was your name? Because I remember when I called that, what was the name? It was oh, the Elias. N- Olinda Doe. <laughs> Olinda. <laughs> like, yo, can I speak to Olinda? Olinda. <laughs> I was texting out the room to people, call Olinda. Yeah, there's a whole story behind the whole alias thing. So, um, but I'll I'll get to that. But Claudia, you know, they basically, you know, just put it out there, you know, bare bones, what this was going to look like. And I didn't have that kind of money to just, you know, just give away. Exactly. There's no way I I would have had that. So she was like, let me start the GoFundMe. And so I said, okay. And, you know, you got to think about it like this. There's, I could not be responsible for anything at that moment. Like my brain had been bounced off the concrete. So I could... Or even some of your cognitive thinking. I mean, All of it. Yeah. And, and it lasted for, for months and months. I, I left there in a walker. You know, I had to have, wow. you know, physical therapy that included like, you know, gait retraining, you know, and just my balance issues, which I still kind of have to this day and take medication for. I couldn't walk without the walker for a good month um, after the car crash. Um, so... But you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. I, I did... I I, ne- I was never not confident that you weren't going to pull through because mm-hmm. I know you're a strong person. And I remember we went to brunch and we're like in the middle of a conversation. You just started crying. I'm like, what is going on? Because emotionally you were all over the place. Yeah. Um, remembering things, you were all over the place. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on, but I never doubted that you were going to be strong enough to pull through. There's times where like part another like cognitive issues that people have with uh, traumatic brain injury is um, they will repeat themselves a lot because there's like a loop going on inside your head and you don't you don't remember what the hell you just said mm-hmm. it's it's and so I have to kind of check like did I just make sense right now you know um, yeah I mean one of the fears that you said I mean just as me sharing just our mm-hmm. private conversations you were like just even like having this detailed conversation mm-hmm. about topics mm-hmm. you were scared to do that yeah I because I I wasn't capable of like a, a, a having a linear, linear conversation. conversation I I wasn't capable of doing it I didn't trust myself it just and uh you all know that I'm you know like the queen of words and stuff like that I would be sitting there and I would be thinking like I think I know what I want to say but I'd be searching for a word like I remember one time I was searching for the word to say exterminator and I was like, ter, 
it kills fucking bugs, man. Who is that person? And it's just like simple things well, like that well, I could not get to. Well, if you have lice, it's red. And if you have crabs, yeah. it's a different <laughs> type else? of powder. I, I, so it's the, the speed of processing information. And you, my brain was my, is my thing. My ability to communicate is what I'm known for. So take away the thing that you're most known for that people don't, you know, it's, it's not even a second thought. Mm-hmm. Take that away from you. And who are you? You know what I mean? Like you're the construct of my identity is wrapped around my ability to talk to people, articulate and process and help them process their thoughts. You know, that's what, you know, makes me a good interviewer as well. You know, because if somebody's struggling with articulating their thoughts, then I can, you know, you know, bulletproof, bullet pointed or, you know, wrap it up in a pretty little bow type thing. And I couldn't do that. Like, I, I just, I couldn't do it. People would literally be speaking to me and I would just be staring at them like, I don't really understand what you just said. Were there exercises to get that back or did that come back with time? Um, you've, been going to, you've been going to therapy. Yeah. Not, is it therapy or is it Yeah, no, it, 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 treatments and therapies. Um, there's like simple things like the, the, the big cards um, with the pictures on the cards and you basically have to say what they are and uh i'd like i liked to be aggressive with my therapy and have them you know either give me the cards backwards and forwards and stuff like that i hope i'm articulating this properly but um memory exercises like showing me cards and then hiding them you okay. know um that sort of thing um uh, there's this thing called hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Mm, the chamber. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They That's the it, shit Michael Jackson used to sleep in. Uh, yeah. He used well, to sleep in a chamber? It, mm-hmm. Yeah, an oxygen uh, chamber. So uh, they put a bracelet on you that kind of grounds you, and it's like this big, you know, kind of dome thing that you kind of get put into. And the reason why they did as a matter of fact, um, I got to thank everybody that, like, hit me up with advice. I was... Um, sent so many emails and DMs from people who had either suffered traumatic brain injuries mm-hmm. or had family members or close friends or, or spouses that had suffered. A lot of, uh, um, you know, soldiers that had come back from, you know, war efforts and uh, they had, you know, traumatic brain injury, PTSD and stuff like that. And one particular, I wish I could remember, uh, I'll go into my emails and find her because she just saved me with this um, suggestion of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And what it does is it promotes, um, it puts the body into like a state of angiogenesis and it's a vital process in wound we healing. We're going to have to put some links or some angiogenesis. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put some links to hyperbaric oxygen therapy. What we will do is if yeah. you're watching this on YouTube, go, yeah. if you're watching this on YouTube, go to our website right here and we're going to actually in the po- story post of this episode put more information and links. Yeah. People can yeah. Yeah. And so, um, that I found to be like really helpful. I mean, like just oxygenating your blood, you know, just it's, it helps with cell turnover and the development of new red blood cells. Mm. It's it, you know, me, I'm a big fan of anything that staves off the aging process. So it happens to do that, which is, I think why Michael Jackson liked to lay on it, lay in it all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it just really helps with the formation of like new and new healthy tissue. And basically my brain had to, had to heal itself, you know, thank God I didn't have any hematomas or anything like that. 
But um, yeah, it was, uh, I'd say that the hardest part for me was the depression. It was, it was just, you know. What, what was the depression about? So uh, one of the things, you know, uh, um, symptoms of traumatic brain injury is depression, sense of impulsiveness, um, uh, you know, mood swings. Like mm. when I say the pendulum would swing, um, so was all of irritability. That, was all of that because you were trying to figure out if you would get back to normal or, or because you couldn't find what normal was? I couldn't find what normal was. I couldn't, I, I, I made a post one time and after I'd written it, I read it back to my, I read it back. Um, and it was the one where I revealed that I was suffering from crippling depression. And I was, I wrote that through tears and I didn't even realize that I'd posted it on Instagram cause I didn't get on Instagram for maybe a few more days, but I, the date was like, it was like September 22nd or something. And I pretty much felt like I was going to end my life that day. Oh, no. Like I just. I couldn't, I just, I couldn't see tomorrow. I couldn't. And once I posted that, well, my door was practically broken down by my girlfriends. God That's bless right. you for that. But they did come to my rescue. Uh, my girlfriend, Miriam, Takara, Alicia Renee, um, they came running. They would be at my house. They would be crying. They were like, Mel, you can't do that. And I was just like, you know me. I'm mm. so private no, I'm, to put my to put those things on social media. No, I I'm was not you, me. I was reading some of your social media, and I, like I said, I didn't know at the time how to even. I mean, one, you now that now it all makes sense. I would text you, "Hey, we want to come over." You wouldn't respond. Mm -hmm. You know, but now that I think about it, when people that you know and you know how they act act different. You can't wait for them to tell you what to do. You really have to act. Yeah. And I will say I didn't act probably as much as I should have because I thought you not responding was you wanted privacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not that there was all this other stuff going on until I actually got in front of you and I saw how you were behaving because I'm just like, I, I honestly didn't get it. And like you said to me, you have not been through what I've been through. Yeah. So no, I really hadn't. So yeah. I, I mean, I have had my own trauma. Yeah. I can tell you what it feels like to be shot. Yeah. But to be in a car flipped over, have your head bounce off the ground, wake up somewhere completely by yourself. Yeah. Then have all this stuff happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, but one thing I will say out of all of it, because you are strong, me and Melissa's relationship is personal and business. Mm -hmm. And there was some stuff in our personal lives that weren't sorted out. Yeah. That we try not to bring into the show. Yeah. I was so proud of you when you sent me an email with her attorneys and everybody copied on it. <laughs> <laughs> Reading me for pure filth. <laughs> but I was like, you know, because you don't stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you, you are one to not like conflict. Yeah. You don't want to you don't run around and have a bunch of fights with people in the no. streets. Um, and so when you did stand up for yourself, well, first I read, I was like, this bitch been taking notes. <laughs> then I replied back, bitch, who are you talking to? But <laughs> I mean, what like, I mean, like, it was good to see you finally like stand up for yourself, say how you felt like I wasn't being a good mm -hmm. enough friend or f saying how you felt like, you know, I was really, cause I am so in this Hollywood unlocked bubble. That mm -hmm. I don't necessarily look at my family or look at my friends mm -hmm. or figure out how to be a better friend or a better family member because mm -hmm. I am so consumed with it. Yeah. So it was a wake up call for me. And I was and, and since then, like I loved in like your process of recovering one. Now you are being more open. 
I had, and vulnerable. And you finally mastered social media. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> goddamn post. I had to call her, text earlier and said, goddamn post is creative, organically creative, and it's fucking sexy. Thank Shit. you. It was, um, you know, with all that time to think, um, I had, it was, there was, there was many, there was a lot of moments of reckoning, a lot, um, to identify behavior I had before the accident that just was, it was literally like I died and came back mm. and I had to come back as a different version of myself. Not everything had to go, you know, I, that was dope. Um, <laughs> you still drink? I, I, yeah, I, I still, I still have a cocktail or two. Um, we was out at a okay. Me and Melissa were out one night. <laughs> Wait, where were we? Out there. We were at Katana, and I don't know what happened. I'm sitting over here. I had two cute friends with me. And, oh shit! <laughs> and Melissa was supposed to be joining me for dinner, and then all of a sudden she was in the middle of refereeing some shit that was going down. And bodyguards was coming. I was like, but you, you, you threw yourself in the middle of conflict to help. Help a friend. No, actually, I think I was the start Wait, of the were, conflict. Were you the start? Yeah. Oh, you start popping off. I don't know what no, was it going wasn't. On. No, it wasn't that. It was literally this guy decided he wanted to talk to me, and I. Oh, I thought that was with. I didn't even know that had to deal with you. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So he Katana. He's there with the two uh, Dominican boys. What is that? I don't know what uh, they whatever were. they were. <laughs> um, but boys. then Omar, pretty little things. He was having his own dinner over there. And what is his security's name? That big motherfucker. Um, Napper. God damn. Oh, I see this big old black huge. ass Napper coming around He's the corner. Huge. <laughs> um, huge. Um, and so, but my girlfriend Miriam is there with um, our friend Bilal. So I'd come out of the pretty little things, you know, little room where they were having their dinner. Jason's over here. Miriam's over here. And there's a group of guys kind of over here. Look like Warren G's homies. I don't, I, no, no. They look like they were on vacation. That's what it looked like. They were on vacation. So one guy comes over and he was, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. He was every kind of struggle you could think of. So, and I'm just trying to be. What are these struggles? Everything. Um, I want to know. Everyday struggles. Shout was, out to academics. <laughs> struggle. So he was trying to kick it to me. Every and kind of struggle. I wasn't interested, you know. And so I had a drink there and he was like, hey, wow, you're, you're really beautiful. And I had cornrows on at the time and I had bamboo earrings on. And uh, I was wearing all black. And he was like, wow, you're, you're really beautiful. I said, well, thank you very much. He was like, yeah, you look really ethnic. And I said, <laughs> first of all, this is a black guy talking. Yeah. And I, so I said to him, I was like, you know, that's the look I was going for. Thanks. And so I'm trying. Because she had braids. She had yeah, braids I had cornrows and I had the bamboo earrings on. So every time I, I, I respond and then I turn my body in. Body language. Read it. Yeah. And so he was like, so uh, can, can I buy you a drink? And I was just like, he didn't know you was the curve point. Yeah. He, I guess he did not know that. So I hold up my drink. I was like, mm. round one, got, got that covered. And he was like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'd, I'd really like to take you out. I was like, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm, I'm here with my girlfriend. And he was like, so, and I was like, 
my girlfriend. I mean, I had to go there. I had to, I had to do the lesbo she act. She became thing. an instant lesbian. I became an instant lesbian because where he, was Rosa Costa when we needed? You it? know, <laughs> oh God, I wish Rosa was there. You know, so my girlfriend Miriam literally grabs my hand and she kisses it. I was like, well, there you go. You know, all the evidence you need. And so then he was, oh, okay, well, whatever. And so then him and Miriam start going back and forth. She was like, I'm gonna need you to stop touching my girl. And he was like, who do you think you're talking to? Oh, she, shit. And, and that was it. And all I know. Is Security came, then the building security came, and I'm like, damn. Because it, it turned into a thing, because then they're going back and forth, so he's calling her every kind of bitch, 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 and then his words. friends come in, and I was like, whoa, 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 and Jason's in the back watching this like a ping pong well, match. I like, see what's Melissa happening? in the middle going like this, I'm thinking like, look at her, the life of the party. <laughs> <laughs> She got her mojo back. (laughs) But then I was just like, you know what? This is getting a little bit too hot in here. So I went and found Napper. I was like, can you come with me for one second? He was like, what's going on? I was like, just, just. I just need your presence just for 2.5 seconds. He walks in. Suddenly, these guys who were like, we ain't going anywhere. These hoes can leave. He see, they see Napper. They were like, where's the bill? Um, okay, yeah. yes. So, <laughs> and so check they signed out. it. And then they they, they checked out. But um, yeah, no, that was that was like what? Like a like a couple oh, weeks ago couple or something weeks. like oh, that. Oh, this was recent. Yeah, yeah it was recent. It was recent. Oh, I've joined. I just, you know, just she joined the She started coming land. back into society. Yeah, I started, I, started, I started coming back out. But, you know, to go back to the whole social media thing, and and why you know how I wasn't acting like myself because I wasn't I wasn't myself I was the you know the whole moment of reckoning or several of them having to deal with the fact that you know things about me the fact that I did not like conflict the mm-hmm. fact that I am not combative by nature led me to whenever I felt like a slight had been committed against me or I was angry about something I just held it in and I just kept it inside. She let all that shit out in that email. And let that, yeah. And let I that. had I had the highlight bullet point that <laughs> motherfucker. I color coded responses. I had there was a couple. I had to take offline and text of, you know. But it was good to see you. Like it, it was good to see you stick up for yourself. And it was good, you know, because you, you know, you are important. You're important to the culture. People will love you. People miss you. The fans that are listening, I know they're all in the comments crazy right now because the mm-hmm. fans miss you. You, you know. I miss that. And I will say too, this show does go so fast and I was so consumed that mm-hmm. I really didn't realize, I mean, I know, let me back. I ain't gonna say that. I do know the impact that you have on the show, but I didn't realize the impact you have for women mm-hmm. who need a compass of, moral authority on the show mm. in the conversations that mm-hmm. are happening and in entertainment because you know you've you've been in the game for a while you've mm-hmm. seen the highs you've seen the lows mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of hot topics you missed on the show r, r- kelly oh my god michael jackson like, oh, I, I mean like the- i was just saying i was just like you know all this stuff that was happening in pop culture and, and you know social media and everything that was oh. just happening in the world i was just like <gasps> I have no microphone in front of me. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck what I think right now. Shit. <laughs> you know, and I, it's not like I even trusted myself to even articulate an opinion, but I, I missed, I missed this, yeah. you know, well, I, I missed, missed you. yeah, I missed this so much. I missed the fans. Um, I just, and I missed representing for, you know, that, that battle tested woman that's just been through been through hell and she's still walking with her head held high and her shoulders back and I missed being uh, you know a, a goal for younger women who are still trying to figure out you know who and what they want to be and just you know kind of being a, a proper example mm-hmm. you know for some not maybe for everybody but 
you know, I, I, I missed that, you know, and you can only do so much with your Instagram page. Mm-hmm. But, you know, well, I'm one, sh- one thing for sure. I know we definitely have to. I know you talked about doing your own podcast. Separate. I think having something for women. Yeah, I think is important. So we, we, whatever help we got to do. Yeah, you know, we got to make sure that that happens. I, I, and that's the other thing is like it gave me a lot of time to think about what's important to me. It made me also think about the fact that, you know, I'm not married and have no children, but legacy. You know, I just a lot of stuff just kind of came to me yeah. over. Was the, it a wake up? Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: is um, you know, the whole the whole lack of insurance thing. You know, um, I didn't have insurance when you did that, but I got insurance now. Yeah, I got insurance because a of lot of a, a lot of people a lot of people ended up you know really thinking about the what ifs you know and got health insurance as a result of of that. So, um, I had to think about a lot of the stuff that I was just you know. Sw- sweeping under the rug. We all do it. There's things that we just don't want to deal with. And I'd been living in this country and I'd never had a credit card. I had no credit. Really? Yeah. I had what? no credit. I was Wait, up to the accident? Yes. Hold on. Up to the accident in your whole life here, you've never had a credit card. No. Nope. How'd you pull that off? I had I was cash is king. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a cash person. I'm a cash person, but it's just because this Credit is a credit is such a racket. Credit, listen, you about to create a, a whole other fucking show. I know, but credit is racism. Credit yes. is like it is. It, it is some shit that's created to separate us. It, it is. It is. But so you need it. Yeah, you do. So yeah. here's the thing. With me, I was a ghost. I didn't have bad credit. I just didn't have any, and I had no trade lines. So it's like it's so backwards. In order to get a credit card, you need active trade lines. But in order to get those trade lines, you need a motherfucking credit card. I was like, for God's sake. Well, there are startup credit cards you can get. Those secured mm-hmm. credit cards? Yes. Those shits are bullshit. So what had happened with... I got a guy, too. Okay. I know yeah, you, you got a guy for everything, boo. Um, but what it, one of the smartest decisions I could have ever made was when the Jeep was, you know, I was dating whoever. Um, you want to say his name? Aaron Hearn <laughs> um, and Aaron bought me the Jeep what he did was he just came to my house with 60 grand and he was like go get get what you want damn and so see fellas all y'all niggas sliding her DMs talking about what's up baby we love you you're like everything to me if you ain't ready to come over and drop a, not no and let me be clear Aaron's a great guy he is the greatest guy so, he is he's such a sweetheart and you said his name you've never said his name on the show our audience figured out who the fuck he was. <laughs> they, did. they did. They did. Oh, it is. And it is. Like, Aaron to follow, right? Huh? I hate your. <laughs> is that gut. His last name? No. Oh. Yes. Oh. Um. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> but anyways, so he's go get what you want. So I could have just like you know bought the vehicle outright, but I wanted to set up. I wanted this to be a big purchase, you know, a big ticket purchase. So I put down $25,000 because it took a big down payment in order for me to yeah. get a loan. And so I put the rest of the money in a bank account so that it would automatically come yeah. out mm-hmm. every single month. And so when the time when the accident happened, I'd had the Jeep for about 11 months or something. God, it's mm. too short. But 11 months. And so the whole uh, insurance payout thing didn't happen for another couple of months. So I had 13 months of excellent payment history and then the loan was paid off by the insurance company so that was just the best thing that could have ever happened so i went into a chase bank because i 
Wells Fargo, you can, you know what you can do. Um, <laughs> I'm with Wells Fargo. You don't like that? They I'm have also, problems, man. Yeah, they got they, they got some problems like <laughs> the account information and, and inform <laughs> just it's information warfare out there. So I signed up with Chase and I ended up meeting this banker, um, Delcia. She's like an angel in disguise. And um, she said when I was setting up my account, she was she said, uh, "Oh, you've been pre-approved for a credit card." I was like, "Girl, bye. I'd never get approved." Whatever. She was like, "Well, let's just see." Ding and she. She was like, you were approved. I was like, get the fuck what out of here. What was the, like, what limit? $2,500. That's still good for it, your first car. I know, it was Hell great. Yeah, that's good. And because my, and because I, my payment history was excellent, because I did the exact same thing, I only spent 30% of the budget, of the, of the um, balance, mm -hmm. um, paid it off immediately every single month. They upped my limit to thirty five hundred, and then when I started my business account, because I opened up my LLC. Look at Melissa. Ford. I know it's like amazing. You're and a whole new nigga. <laughs> I, I know. So Rebirth. Then, Wait, can we go back? You mentioned Aaron's name on the show. I. What is up? So, uh, what? So y'all must be in a real good place because you ain't never did that. Yeah, we are. The only time you ever did that was when it was talking about Daniel Sanjata. No, you talk about Daniel motherfucking Sinjata. I don't talk about him. Well, that's good. So you and um, Aaron. Well, let's see. Let's save that for another show. Okay. Um, but I, I do want to go back to something that always just kind of confused me. So when maybe you can make this make sense. So when Claudia set up the GoFundMe, the visceral hatred that I, I know she can be an acquired taste. I get that. You know, the pregnancy, fake pregnancy thing on April 1st I did thought not. thought that was actually funny. I know you would, but a lot of people did not find mad, that. Huh? They were pissed. <laughs> they were angry. <laughs> because there's a, you know, they don't think it's, women don't think it's funny when there's too many women out there that struggle with fertility issues and fib it's April fibroids. Fools. And, I know, but it was also the day after Nipsey was shot dead. Oh, yeah. So was... people were like, April Fools was canceled this year. You didn't get the memo. Well, you know, Black History was canceled. You missed a lot of hot topics on the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, Black History <laughs> was Jordan terrible. Was. <laughs> this was terrible this year. We're like, we need a do-over. But what I couldn't understand was how people looked at this particular situation with you know Claudia starting the GoFundMe, and they turned it into a negative. And I, I just didn't get that. She didn't ask for any money whatsoever. She said it. She literally set it up out of the kindness of her heart and thinking about, you know, Melissa, you, you need this, mm -hmm. you need this help. And it, I lived, you know, I paid my bills with that money. I lived off of it because I had no income coming in. And that was part of my stress was I can't work. There's no disability for me. What do I do? You know what I'm saying? So it saved me. So I just, I couldn't understand why people had such a negative reaction. I don't really know either, honestly. I didn't know. It just, I mean, it was the strangest thing to me. And I always said that if I ever had like a microphone in front of my face again, that I had to address, you know, just how altruistic her motives were. They truly were. There was nothing, there was no like, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm making some, nothing. It was complete and total altruism. It came from, the goodness of her heart so you know anybody that had a negative thought about that you you, you kind of you might need i don't know jesus or prayer <laughs> yeah. or allah or somebody you know uh, what allah. i mean 
somebody listen because you know I, well listen I, we ran out of time on this episode we can keep talking <laughs> and talk because there's a lot of catch-up that we need yeah. to do but no it's great to have you back oh and by the way what? melissa's back on the show full time hey don't start at me asking me no questions i wasn't just a guest today <laughs> welcome back thank you let's see you know that seat you started in the show in that seat that seat is yours thank you don't thank be leaving you. again okay i promise i promise not to i'm not driving yet um and when i do drive i'm probably gonna get a mini cooper <laughs> but, <laughs> but don't you like uber now fuck no you don't like uber no uber can suck a dick man <laughs> they're so expensive i use lyft well that's uber. right and you know what you don't really hear any negative stuff about lyft well, it's uh, uber drivers never. that are you know sexually assaulting people I've and stuff talked like that about lyft on the show yeah oh, exactly yeah? Talk don't, real talk bad. don't get banned from lyft <laughs> talk okay? real bad about lyft don't okay get, fine don't get banned from lyft but if uber if uber is sucking a dick i'm gonna hang out with uber but before we get out of here yes. uh what are you working on uh, of course, you can check out my YouTube channel with me and my son. It's Sunday Fun, S-O-N-D-A-Y Fun on YouTube. Check that out. And Melissa Ford, where can people catch you? Uh, well, uh, my Instagram. It's, it's popping right now, okay? My content is pretty freaking <laughs> verified dope. Verified and everything. I'm verified and everything. Uh-uh. Uh, so it's my name, M-E-L-Y-S-S-A-F-O-R-D. Um, but I also have a YouTube channel. Nice. It's Yeah, it's it's my name, Melissa Ford, Same way, same spelling, I think. Um, I can't remember. Well, we'll we'll, we'll post we'll a put, link. We'll put it right here. Yeah, we'll put, we'll <laughs> post a link to it. But um, one thing that I did do, I just finished up this uh, 30 day fitness challenge. Body looks great. Thank you. Which, it, but it really helped me focus all my 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 energy and my concentration on a goal. And exercise is one of those things that really, really, really helped me. You know, just getting the endorphin release and you know, just kind of getting the brain function going again. That and a specific diet high in like really good fat, like MCT oil and avocados mm-hmm. and salmon and that sort of thing. Like these are the kinds of things that were I was advised to to take advantage of by all of my doctors, my neurologists, my my therapists, et cetera. So um, I'll definitely be posting about, you know, everything that I, I, I went through on my YouTube page. But right now there's episodes of me working out with my trainer, Mike Rashid, who is a beast. And sorry, ladies, he's got a girlfriend. Oh, I thought you was going to say he was gay. No, <laughs> no. I he's, say, he's a no. big. That's a big old dude. <laughs> no, he's the. And I, ain't, I don't want no smoke because you're big ass. I saw you with that little dog on the beach. <laughs> so I the little I ain't dog. messing with you. He's the furthest thing from. But he's he's a really great person, really great friend, and just acknowledge that. I needed to be pulled out of the hole that I was in because I he called me on and the content your content looks great. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and you know I'm critical. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I appreciate that. I hit you a couple of times. Like, okay, you finally. I love all the all your content. Thank you, thank you. So check out the YouTube page. Well, this was long overdue. Yeah, Melissa Ford. Yes, Jason Lee and DJ Damage. Hey, not DJ Drama. Please stop saying that. (laughs) We out of here. Peace. Bye, everybody.